Because uh, I had a teaching series for three weeks, prepared everything. I was thinking to start that series and the Holy Spirit kind of stopped me and he asked me to share this particular subject. And everybody knows this. It's from the book of Matthew. But don't go there. Uh, I, I do have a small little joke to share with you. So uh, this, is, uh, this is all one-liners. So probably you know what is a one-liner means, okay? So let me tell you a couple of Indian jokes. Is that okay? You guys okay? Are you okay? Okay. All right. So why you call lizards? Lizards are those poor crocodiles who forgot to have orlicks when they were young. Okay. And one more. Okay. What is a pizza? Pizza is just a uttapam that went for abroad for higher education. Okay, now that's enough, okay? So let's lift up our Bible and say this after me, Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us, reveal your heart to us, and I pray this will go deep into our system. And it won't be just like saying, yeah, I listened, it was good, but it will create in us a restlessness until we be transformed into the original design that you have for each one of us. So we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So, I believe phones are all on silence. Okay. This morning, I want to talk about the Beatitudes. Uh, there are eight Beatitudes are there. We don't have time to look at all the eight of those, but we're going to just look at one of those. Uh, is it up there? It should come. You know, sometimes the technology takes its own time. But it's not up in the screen, but I will read two important statements. I want to, I believe this will give you a backdrop of why we're going to talk about this. Um, some of you might know Leonard Ravenel. Some of you might have heard and read about his uh, writings. He said this, which is a powerful statement, I believe. A man who is intimate with God is not intimidated by men. A man who is intimate with God is not intimidated by men. And then, obviously, you know John Wesley. Everybody heard about John Wesley. And he said this. It's not up on the screen. He said, a family altar will alter many families. Amen. A family altar, A-L-T-A-R, a family altar will alter many families. And many times, I don't know about you, John Wesley said this because he grew up in a family of 17 or 19 kids. <laughs> and his mom, Susanna Wesley, was born in a family of 27 kids. Imagine that, taking them for a Christmas shopping. <laughs> that's like incredible. So that's why he said, and I remember reading is one of his uh, uh, biographies and where it says uh, John Wesley's mom will have Jesus time. That time all the 17 kids will never mess up. It was outside the house where she will sit next to a tree, under a tree and will just do something, you know, cover herself. And nobody should mess up with that. And this is how she raised these kids. And that's why John Wesley wrote this. A family altar will alter many families. And why I'm sharing this, 
what I'm what we're going to talk today this morning about the Beatitudes which basically means the blessedness and the literal English translation basically means blessed or happy or prosperous but the original translation in, in the Greek it means complete union with God and out of that complete union with God comes this expression of love. That's what it, the Bible talks about here. So this morning we're going to read a few scriptures. So turn with me to Matthew chapter 5 from verse 3 to 11. Okay, Matthew, Matthew chapter 5 from verse 3 to 11. He said this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, and they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will sh be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, and they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So the 11th verse is just a repetition of the verse 10 and the explanation the explains it's also in Luke chapter 6 verse 20 and 23 but not the whole thing but uh, a partially is given there but eight blessedness we read here we don't have time to go through all the eight because that will be like we are fooling ourselves we're going to just take one of those eight and we're going to talk and maybe God willing we will in the future weeks we will discover one by one and what it means to be the blessed so this morning we will just talk about the one thing you know blessed or the poor in spirit for years is the kingdom of heaven. And I want to address about this because when we talk about the kingdom, it's very interesting. Kingdom of God is upside down kingdom. The kingdom, our kingdom, what we follow is a very upside down kingdom. This is what I wrote down here. It, the kingdom of God is unique, upside down and eternal kingdom. So it's not like the earthly kingdom that you've gone through that you have some stuff like, you know, I know how it works, you know, it's top down, you, you kind of work your chart way up and then the once you're on the top, you can kind of rule everybody. No, in the kingdom of God, it works very different. It's a unique, that's why I wrote down it's unique, upside down eternal kingdom. In the kingdom of God, we receive by giving. How many of you know that? Yes, we receive by giving. That's how it works. It's a very strange, weird kingdom. In the kingdom of God, we go high by going low. This is the reality. You want to you want to be a leader? Start serving. Amen. You, you want to be you want to be honored, being humble yourself. It's a very weird stuff, you know. But it doesn't make any logic. But it works. We, it, we have been working on that, you know. So in the kingdom of God, we conquer by surrender. Amen. We conquer by surrender. Look, another one. In the kingdom of God, we gain by losing. Yes? That's how it is. It, it doesn't work like, you know, the Bible, the world says, get all you can, can all you get, sit on your can. That's what the world says. The world says, this is your last chance, grab everything. You know, that's why sometimes we, you know, sometimes people say, I bought this new pair of jeans because it was on a discount. It doesn't mean they don't have jeans. <laughs> It just basically the world gives you a thought that says, if you miss this, you will lose it. 50% offer. How many times you know 50% offer means they are not giving any charity work for you. That means they actually added the other 50 somehow in that material. Yes? Some of you like it's like a revelation for you. 
that's the reality if it is a 50% off that does not mean they are doing a charitable business they just want to dump things on you the cost of the iphone i heard the other day it's just only 100 dollars but now it's they sell for 1000 dollars but when you break the phone and you go back they will ask you to pay just what 100 so what does it mean they are not giving you for 900 dollars less they're just giving you because that's the cost so we sometimes we think oh you know we have gained but actually the kingdom works very different we gain by losing look at the other one the kingdom of god we become his bride by first becoming his child amen two more and then we'll get into the subject the kingdom of god we become significant when we know our insignificance hello How many of you know your insignificance? I don't know about you, but I know my insignificance. I was a mess. But God turned my mess into a message. I was complete a disaster. I was a shame in my family. Because all of my family members, they are kept themselves in such a way, I sometimes think they are more holier than Jesus, you know. But then... I was born my I remember my dad said you are a shame to our family but I know now that shame has been wiped out amen so when I know my insignificance I know my significance amen this is how the last one the kingdom of god in the kingdom of god we live by dying we live by dying it's very interesting so that's why i i i want to talk about the first beatitudes what it means to be poor in spirit what it means what it really means like poor in spirit people say poor means being humble it's true but it's not poor does not mean it's like you wear a you know a broken pants now that's a fashion you know you you can't even say wearing a broken pants is a poor in spirit poor in spirit basically i wrote on there are five things of poor in spirit and then i want to give some practical examples and then we will we will discuss few principles from that five principle five points first one poor in spirit means being humble what is humble humility does not denying your strength humility basically means being honest with your weaknesses many times humble means i am nothing brother you know if somebody comes and says you play amazing violin nothing if you say nothing they that's not the way if but 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 basically people come and say sometimes oh this week was powerful teaching i usually say thank you but inside i'll say they are talking about you god that's humility when you say nothing you know when people sometimes they think humility means you have to deny your strengths no 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 you don't need to deny your strength it's being honest with your weaknesses amen and and i'm going to talk about the subject about humility a little bit longer why because we all need this subject and we have never arrived nobody can you know arrive to a place where we can say now i can receive i can say that to myself now i am walking in humility no it's always a hard check somebody got a award on one day they said this guy is the most humble person on planet earth <laughs> that itself it's enough that's that's the beginning of your slip road 
so no one can arrive to that point where saying i am humble but it's just a hard check and recently the holy spirit every time when i get a prideful thought or sometimes like i i have a prideful some kind of thing goes on you all go through the prideful thought i achieved this i do this immediately the holy spirit before i used to beat up myself like ah oh, i'm nothing but the holy spirit now directs me to focus on jesus and start worshiping him and giving him the glory and honor so humility is basically thinking about yourself not thinking about yourself you thinking less about yourself amen so being humble number 2 no self reliance but complete awareness of our insignificance that's what poor in spirit basically means no self reliance which basically means it's not about i can do it sometimes people say words they take from the scripture and then they kind of say i can do all things i have said this joke to you before the guy was married five times the pastor asked him why you got married the the guy said i can do all things through christ who strengthens me hmm? it that does not mean that does not mean the scripture you know paul if you read fourth chapter of philippians he talks about you know i was in abundance i was in you know lack in all these things i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and then he says my god shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by christ jesus so it's not about my self reliance it's no self reliance but complete awareness of our insignificance number 3 constant dependence on god a poor in spirit person is constantly dependent on god on god not just on sundays not just when you need him not just when you you know the poor in spirit person let me put it like this a poor in spirit person never do bargain bribe or beg god he just depends on god hello he never bargains he never says god if you do this i will do that no he never beg or he never go after you know by bribing him lord if you make sure you do this i will give my first month salary to the church you know sometimes people say if you get this job i'll do this if you do this i'll do that no 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 you're poor in spirit person it depends says god without you i'm nothing this is the reality that's why we understand the concept of grace and mercy what is grace grace is getting things what we don't deserve mercy is not getting things what we do deserve amen number 4 living constantly in the awareness of the presence of god that's the poor in spirit constant awareness of the presence of god presence of god i tell you my friends presence is not of god is not just when we worship presence of god is the first factor of the presence of god is when you have the peace of god reigns in your heart amen i tell you this is the constant awareness so you are guarding this peace that surpasses all your understanding in your heart and you are constantly aware of that and you walk with that awareness lord i just don't want to mess up this presence of god amen how many times you know the presence of god is so fragile you know sometimes you can you can mess it up you can actually you can actually lose this presence of god you know if you sit with gossipers and gossip about others the presence of god will leave hello why because holy spirit never dwells in gossipers i got a call somebody last two days i'm getting a call and you can pray for us actually one guy called us and and he's he mentioned his name and and he said uh, uh, somebody gave me a website and uh, this guy works in it and he is a big shot but uh, one guy in america wants to send money to that guy through that guy to us 
but he wants to check how you are doing it sounds very dodgy no <laughs> and my name is this and this and he started sharing and i wanted to come and see do you running children's home you know because we heard calls like this because you know they kind of check if we are doing any conversion or stuff like that you know and and i said to him can you tell the name of this guy no 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 it's very secret is a big shot i said tell that big shot to call me you have my number this is what i do you know and it sometimes you know it's you, you they kind of bring you into a place where you are confused you are worried and the holy spirit said you know what i am your peace i have to bring that part you know and i remember when benny was here last year uh, and the, they called me and said are you going to give me uh, are you going to give us one way fare we are some pastors coming from abroad from long way uh, from uh, around the velur district can you give us one way fare i knew this exactly because when you give money to someone to come to church that is under the anti conversion law you are giving as a you know it's like a uh, how do you call this uh, uh, conflict of interest you are making somebody to pay something so that you want them to be converted and the immediately the holy spirit said no we don't pay anybody in fact you know you can leave some offering and the guy tapped the phone you know so it's it's like sometimes you may go through some conversations in life in daily part suddenly you may lose the peace of god the presence of god and that's where you need to guard your heart and say god i'm rooted in the word so that i can always be aware of the presence of god amen and last but not the least deeper understanding of his sovereign grace and mercy that's what poor in spirit means that means you are you you realize this life that you live is not just because you have arrived by your own strength it's by the grace and the mercy of god it's by the grace and mercy and and i've said this before grace is getting what you don't deserve mercy is not getting what you deserve in in the several examples are there in the old testament and new testament we don't have time but let me just read few examples like david for example he was in constant awareness of the grace and the mercy of god he would always say who am i that you take a guy from a farm and you seated next with you in the heavenlies among the kings to rule your people who am i even solomon the deep desire you know he messed up in the later part but in the beginning he was so humble to follow the ways of the lord look at even jeremiah he says oh man of unclean lips clean me father isaiah says lord i have seen you i don't know whether i'm going to live you know all these guys in the old testament even abraham moses obadiah is minor prophet who carried a major truth and even the disciples of jesus the centurion you know the story the centurion who says you know what i know that you can't walk into my home but i know if you say a word that word is enough remember the zacchaeus he said lord i don't know i'm not worthy to hold you in my home but i will pay four times all this thing this is what happens when you walk in the awareness of the presence of god you will know that your life everything what you have is a gift from above amen entitlement spirit creeps in once you don't know the awareness of the presence of god that's why we say i'm entitled i did this i did that why it's not happening to me i have one example to share from our country his name is william carey many of you might have even read one of my heroes he came his messed up life 
actually because last couple of his wives you know children were not doing well he was in a constant fever up and down up and down you know and he worked for 14 years and all his manuscripts like a translation was all burnt completely and this is what he says let me read a few things he did not have high self esteem he castigated himself again and again for his sin when the fire of 1812 destroyed dozens of his precious manuscripts he didn't blame the devil he said how unsearchable are the ways of god and then he accused himself of too much self congratulation in his labors and he said the lord has smitten me he has the right to do so look at the way we live right now if something doesn't happen to us lord i gave tithe i gave offering i go to church i do this still why i am persecuted this guy came 300 years ago and look at what he is saying when he outlived when he had outlived four of his comrades in mission he wrote back to andrew fuller and he said i know not why fruitless a tree is preserved but the lord is too wise to err when he died in 1834 in serampur a simple tablet was put on his grave with the words he requested and when you hear these i want to ask you what was william carey's secret he he could how he could preserve persevere for this 40 years over all the obstacles as a homely man suffering from recurrent fever limping for years from an injury in 1817 and et putting the entire bible in six languages and more than 29 languages partial bible was translated he was the first one who start the the school for women he was the first one who taught the farmers to have savings account because nobody ever had savings account they would keep under their pillows or whatever he was the one who said let's put the money in the bank today everyone has got a bank account we have now google push pay all those tests you know all those <laughs> thing came it's all started with this one guy who came who started a sb account hello and look what he says on the grave it's still in serampur okay william carey born august 17th 1761 died june 9th 1834 a wretched poor helpless womb on on your hands kind arms i fall in thy kind arms i fall if we translated one gospel not the four gospel just one what we will say first we wanted to get the patent so that nobody nobody copyrights right next what we will do we will make sure that we will find a good publisher zondervan or somebody who can market it today a guy comes out of a theology seminary the first question he doesn't ask is not how much i can carry the gospel he ask what are my benefits when i go and join a church we have changed we have come long way far i am not condemning anyone this is for me if nobody gets out of anything out of this message this is for me i want to challenge us the secret of william carey was not self esteem he was poor in spirit to the very end a wretched poor and helpless womb 
Okay, we have a new theology and all coming in, new teaching and all coming in. Now you are now, you know, you are not just a nothing. You are, you are, you are prince of king of kings, kids. All these are true, but they are one-sided of the gospel. Hello. Yes, you are seated next to heavenlies. I have preached from here. Yes, you are seated next to heavenlies, but that's one side. The other side is in His mercy, you've been taken. You and me deserve death. But in his mercy, he gave us life. Hello? That comes from the awesomeness of this great, magnificent God. We don't want to talk about that God. We want to talk about God who is buddy. You know, he scratched my back, I scratch his back. We are hanging out, talking. You know, it's so nice and cozy feeling. No, that's one side of your God as your father, as your buddy. But there is another God, it says, out of his mouth comes fire. Hello? It's, it's crazy. This fear God, nobody can meet. Nobody can meet him. Can't see him. This constant, the one who created sun. Hello? We are not even close to sun. The one who created sun. So I just want to challenge you to have that balance. Look at this, what it says. His secret was in, in the last line of his, you know, of his statement. On thy hand, kind arms, I fall. This is what Lauren Cunningham, the founder of YOM says. I lean so much on Jesus, when he moves, I fall down. That means a constant awareness. I want to challenge you. Do you have that constant awareness of the presence of God? The constant dependence on the presence of God? I will tell you this. Don't get me wrong. We live in a culture where we are now into encounter. Encounter. Fresh encounter. Fresh word. Fresh feeling. Fresh. I'm sorry to tell you. It's here. It's here. You close this and you go for everything. One of my gurus, he's taught me this principle. Beware of extra biblical stuff. What is extra biblical? This one is the old stuff. Now fresh one. Fresh feeling. Two people. There, there's this. I tell you guys, don't fall into the trap. Don't fall into the trap. It's here. Stop looking for a sign. Start searching for the scripture. Amen. I, I, I do uses me. My sister here, Roshni, God uses us in the area of prophecy. We, I, when, when I go and teach in the Holy Spirit school, not to brag or whatever, there is a flow of Holy Spirit prophecy comes. People get blessed. But that's just five days. Now I teach only three days because I have to come back here, work, you know, and, and that's just three days. But this is the eternal word. Guys, don't take this discounted for fresh revelation, fresh touch, fresh this. This is eternal. Amen. I'm preaching good. You can say amen. Amen. So, now, we are 10 minutes to go. I wanted to talk a few scriptures. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. It says like this, With tender humility and quiet passions, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially to those who may try your patience. We are talking about poor in spirit, right? Anybody tries your patience? <laughs> yes? Yes. Look, let's read this together. Can we read it louder together up in the screen? Let's one, two, three. With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another, especially toward those 
who may try your patience. Now it's not the time to look, turn around, okay? Okay, look at the second verse. 1 Peter 5, 6, it says like this, If you bow low, that's humility, in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as at the timing in his hands. Psalms 37 verse 11 says, But the humble of heart will inherit every promise and enjoy abundant peace. The first thing when you need to check when you lose peace, am I humble enough to hear the voice of God? Amen. Look at Psalms 147 verse 6 says, God supports and strengthens the humble, but the ungodly will be brought down to the dust. Amen. All right. So I want to give you practical, eight practical steps. It's going to go quick and then write it down if you're taking notes. I want to talk about, so let's talk about some principles of a poor in spirit person do life. How a poor in spirit person do life. We talked about five ways, five definitions of poor in spirit. But how a poor in spirit person do life. Let's talk about it. First one, the person, poor in spirit person means he's teachable. Are you teachable? You know, if somebody comes and gives you a suggestion, you say, I know it all. Or who are you to correct me? The, listen to me, I'm telling you this as your brother. The day I stop to learn, the day I stop to grow. You can even say, be teachable means it's your wish to stop growing. It also means that. Number two, rejoices over other person's victory. This is how the person who was poor in spirit does life. Rejoices in other person's victory. I want to challenge you. Ask some of them. Ask them, what did the Lord did this week to you? And, and if you hear something beautiful, rejoice with them. Not like, huh, he doesn't even come to church, he got the blessings. Number three, no job is too small to do it. I, I love one of the things, I'm very proud of you guys as Papa's house. I see that you guys have no, you know, some of you have lots of degrees and you have gone and learned and many things, but you are willing to serve. I've seen you picking up trash. I've seen you picking chairs. I've seen you, you know, uh, bringing the rasna juice. Today, nimbu, nimbu pani, no? Yes. I've seen you, you know, breaking the ice, not with gloves, but, you know, your eyes are, hands are frozen and I've seen you picking up all those things. You know what? That's poor in spirit. What does a poor in spirit person does? No job is too small. It's, it's not like, oh, I'm a person. You know, I remember one of my pastor friends, he said, uh, I went to your marriage and uh, I was standing there. One guy told me, sambar utpa. pour some sambar. And I asked him, why he asked you? He, he, uh, the guy who was sitting on the wedding, he assumed that he is a server. And he also was dressed in white and white, you know. So... <laughs> That works white and white in the church very well. But if you are in a catering service, white and white also. You know, my job, I also did a catering. You know, so it's, so I told him, you know, in a very candid way. Dress If you would have changed your dress, they would have not. But he said, no, I told him, I am a reverend. How dare you have to ask me to pour sambar. So, it, sometimes it's like this, you know, some, we kind of, Think, who am I? You know, you know. let me, sometimes we will say, 
அப்ப யாரும் தெரியுமா மை ஃபாதர் யூ நோ ஊஸ் மை ஃபாதர் இஸ் டி நோ வேர் ஐ கம் ஃப்ரம் லெட் மீ டெல் யூ வி வர் ஒன்ஸ் இன் டார்க்னஸ் த ஹோலி ஸ்பிரிட் செட் அஸ் ஃப்ரீ கிரேஸ் த்ரூ ஃபெய்த் ஐ மீன் ஸோ நோ ஜாப் இஸ் டூ கிரேட் ஃபார் அஸ் டு டூ நம்பர் ஃபைவ் யூ நோ நம்பர் ஃபோர் ஐ கெஸ் லேர்ன்ஸ் டு கெட் ரிட் ஆஃப் ரிசன்மெண்ட் டூ குயிக்லி So don't hold on to it. That's how person poor in spirit. He doesn't hold on to it because he knows the one who forgiven is greater than the one that he's holding on. So he just let it, let it go. Number five, be open about his flaws and challenges it with wisdom. You know, he knows that he's got challenges. You know, there is every car, every vehicle that you buy, there is always one something called blind side that you don't see that. and it's like this you know we we are we also have a blind spot right we can look at someone says hey you your nose is full of boogers but we will be not only full of boogers our mouth will be carrying weapon of mass destruction such a stinky smell from the last night garlic pizza we had right so we are so quick to say someone but this is how a person who poor in spirit says you know what i know my flaws i'm challenging it with wisdom amen number 6 cultivates a thankful heart that's our attitude a poor in person never take things for granted always be thankful as we are worshiping the lord today can i tell you this as we are worshiping the lord today even in this nation and in many african countries they don't have the privilege you and me have to worship like this it's like we are now climate controlled atmosphere we are sitting here right it may rain outside it may be hot outside we have a climate control weather aircon god provided we have you know you don't need to even bring a bible it's all up in the screen you can just take a photo of it no need to take notes write down all those things you know some phones you don't need to even write you can go like this right your phone right yeah i was always wondering what she is doing in the church playing snake games one day i asked her i one day i asked her what do you do and since she showed her phone like you can go like this and it all words comes you know as we are talking i have been to some african countries there are churches literally it leaks in the pulpit they have some pot around you know god has blessed us are we grateful or are we just complaining i remember one man of god said if you complain you remain if you praise god will raise you up amen number 7 be confident that god and when, when god created he didn't do a mistake so don't need to compete to be like someone amen that's what the poor in spirit person says i no need to compete i no need to work to prove to someone that i am better than you we live in a competition world you know even in the church we want to prove that we are better church we want a better audio better sound better global response better reach you know we first thing we look at when we turn the video youtube how many hits that that video clip has yes or no yeah, normal thing you know we look ah 20 we, we talked about sex about 200 you know we talked about jezebel spirit not even 10 views <laughs> it's like i told these guys maybe maybe tag all those you know words maybe somehow it will reach <laughs> but it's so weird isn't it but this is the thing i wrote down be confident that when god created and he didn't do a mistake so no need to compete to be like someone else number 8 last last but not the least let jesus champion you and me and i don't have to swap the favor of god for the favor of men 
This is what the poor in person do life. Let Jesus will champion me. I no need to swap the favor of God for the favor of man. Your promotion is in the hand of God. Your divine promotion is in the hand of God. You no need to prove to people. I remember 98 countries I went. I don't know. I my desire. I shared with my wife, not with anybody. I shared with my wife. I would love to be the hundred country as Israel. That's just a desire, and we were trying. And I don't want to go as a tourist, go around, go through Egypt. And I've been to Egypt before; it was my third country actually. So went to. I don't want to. So I just felt, Lord, I would love to share what you put in my heart. On the 19th June 2017, I got an email. We heard about you. We are a new ministry starting in Jerusalem. Would you like to come and share? By the way, we will pay your ticket and an honorarium. That is a double confirmation for a wayvamer who lives without a salary. What does that mean? You get your ticket and your honorarium, your wife ticket. Hallelujah. <laughs> on 99th was on the last. I asked what you want to go. 99th was Cyprus, and 100 was Jerusalem. He opens doors, but was I? Was, am I tempted in the past to move around, try to promote myself? Yes. But when you submit and surrender yourself into the hand of God, He opens miraculous doors. You know, tomorrow we are supposed to lay the roof today, but the weather we couldn't do it. You know, this one—it's a miracle. I told you the story. I shared three stories, three principles. It's a miracle how God opened doors. Just let best be poor in spirit. The Bible says, "Blessed are those." who are poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. Amen. Let this not be a weak motive.